Learning from books and films. Listen to Louis de Bannier, Patricia Dunker, Tim Pears, and Alex Garland. I think that if you don't read, you don't get anything out. You don't get any writing done. It's pointless wanting to be a writer if you're not a reader. I read every day in the bath till the water goes cold. That's just novels, fiction stuff, and for research I do with my feet up on the kitchen table, you know that sort of thing. And I, I do a lot of reading. Through my life, I've had crazes for various writers. It's an awful long list now. My longest craze was for various Latin American writers, which I think is very obvious from my style. But otherwise, I've had my Tolstoy craze and my Henry James craze and my Steinbeck craze and my Hermann Hesse craze. You know, when I was a student and everyone was looking for the meaning of life, I had a little. Jane Austen craze a couple of years ago and an Iris Murdoch one, where I read a lot of them and then stop and go on to something else. Read everything. Read all the time. Read in as Catholic a way as possible. Read fiction if you're a prose fiction writer. Read widely in fiction. Read a lot of non-fiction. Go to the theatre. Read everything you can get your hands on, because the more you read and the more you absorb, the denser, the richer your own texts will become. Literature is a huge world, and if you can get inside it through writing, somehow you're into the driving seat of something very special. And reading is going to be a far richer experience, and it's something that you're doing as a co-conspirator almost. I'm a big film fan. I love watching films. The film I wish I'd written, the one I'd love to have written more than any other, would probably be Taxi Driver. I'd have thought, but yeah, they're big influences and. I think because I come from a background of comic strips, the way films work and the way comic strips work are very, very similar. And in terms of setting scenes and stuff, I'll in novels I always used to think in comic strip terms, almost like you'd have an establishing shot. So you'd set the scene and then you'd zoom in on a character and you'd look at these. Set, you'd have set the scene, so now you can really just deal with these two characters talking and maybe pull away at one point. There's a bit in the beach where some people are sitting on a beach and they're chatting and. And then you sort of cut away to a kid who's knocking a ball around on the beach, and then you cut back to them, and that's very like a comic strip, but it's also very like a film. Tim Pierce talks about the pleasures of researching and about how he gathers details for recreating the past. It's one of the great advantages of writing a novel is that it's an excuse to find out about a whole world, and I always have that at the beginning of a book. I think, right, what do I really want to find out about for this book? I've got some basic idea, but. It's got to be embedded in a world, a real world, a world of people and work, which is something I'm kind of generally interested in. Is what people do from everywhere, you know, like a magnet. People sometimes say that you know the most important thing that we must do is to remember, do not forget. You know, do not forget is a great kind of in- 20th century injunction. Do not forget. Do not allow things to be forgotten. And that novelists are somehow it's one of our jobs is the guardians of. Memory, but in my own experience, and for other writers that I've spoken to, it seems like one of the common attributes is a poor memory, and it's almost like you kind of fill yourself up with things and then you let them go because you move on to the next thing. So certainly, for in a land of plenty, it was dealing with the recent past with things that had happened in my lifetime. But certainly, I couldn't rely on my own memory, so I would just draw on everything: newspapers, books, other people's memories, a lot. Photographs. I think photographs are very useful because you forget hairstyle, fashion, and so on, and then it just all comes back when you see a photograph and you think, "My God, we were dressed like that," and、uh, all things come back. 
Now listen to Patricia Dunker and Alex Garland. I've written one historical novel, which is my second novel, James Miranda Barry. To some extent, I think all novels are historical novels because whatever period you're writing about has to be thoroughly researched. And the last novel that I wrote was a contemporary novel that was set in our present time. And I still found that I had to do almost as much research for that as I did for James Miranda Barry. James Miranda Barry, the research was fun because it was set in the early part of the 19th century through to about 1865, 1870. And one of the things about that period which really interests me is the fact that you're moving from the Regency through to the Victorian period. So we're gradually becoming more and more straight-laced and religion is becoming more and more important in the society. So that the reading I did was a lot of history, an awful lot about the professions of my characters. One was a doctor, one was an actress, so I read an awful lot about what the conditions were on the stage of that period and about the state of medical research in the 19th century. The other aspect of the book that was fascinating for me was the West Indian content of the book because James Miranda Barry was a doctor in the colonial service who worked abroad and he spent some of his professional life in Jamaica which is where I come from so it was fascinating to read all the things that I'd vaguely heard about in history or knew a little about but to go into them in depth particularly the slave revolts because there is a scene in the book there's a section in the book which is about the Morant Bay Rebellion about which I knew absolutely nothing except that we frequently commemorated it on stamps until I researched it out. But I wouldn't say that I did less research for the novels that are contemporary. And in fact, the research tends to be the same. It's about professions, about locations, and about the histories of places. I didn't really do any deliberate research on either of the two books. Coincidentally, I was a backpacker. I was, that was what my life revolved around, in a way. Writing was always a secondary concern to me about how I could get a ticket or a visa and where I wanted to go. The Philippines I was particularly fond of. I'd been there repeatedly for years and years and years by the time I started to write the Tesseract, so I didn't really need any research. I think also research, deliberate research, can be difficult because it's a kind of sidestep away from imagination or it can be if you're not careful and that can show up in writing as well I think very often you know another one of these little truisms about writing is that a lot of writing is about editing and about what you take out I think that's very true and if you leave a reader with a sense that something's been too heavily researched I think that's bound to distance them from their emotional contact with the narrative From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.